0: Hey guys, my name is John, and welcome to the TechLeaderPro Pro podcast. It is week 36 of 2023, Friday, the 8th of September. So this week I was doing some interesting experiments with a a blog entry that I wrote and I decided I would test cross-posting this on X, aka Twitter, and Hacker News and see what the results were like. The blog entry in question um, was kind of a bit provocative, but not very provocative. It was about business leadership requiring unpopular decisions. So it was designed to provoke a discussion, let's say. It was an opinion piece, and like all opinion pieces, it was inviting disagreement. So I posted the same blog on my ex account, which has nine thousand, approximately 9,000 followers, and on a Hacker News account, which is pretty fresh and only has about 100 community points. I haven't really been using Hacker News in years, to be frank, and my previous account there I don't even use anymore, so decided I'd give it a fresh start. So, the results were on Hacker News, I got several insightful comments, I got some pushback, and I got plenty of traffic, even though my submission never hit the homepage of that website. Meanwhile, on X, I got no comments, two likes, and no traffic. And I mean literally none. I didn't get a single click through. And again, that's on an account that has, in theory, 9,000 followers. And to be honest with you guys, at this stage, I'm beginning to think that a lot of the people who are following me are no longer using X, they're basically orphaned accounts. So logic would now dictate that I should invest more of my time promoting my content on Hacker News instead of X. Out of sheer frustration this week, without ever expecting a reply, I made this post towards Elon Musk on X this week. Wow, my view counts on here have declined sharply again, the blue tick bounce did not last very long. What incentives have small content creators like me to continue to publish original content on here at Elon Musk when our numbers are plummeting? And I'll reference that link to that particular uh, post in my show notes for this episode, as always. And of course, Elon didn't respond. He's a busy guy. I don't blame him. It's cool. But for context, uh, on that post, I received 35 views after 25 minutes from 9,000 followers which is pretty bad, and I don't think that's sustainable, and the return on effort is is basically too low. So when your platform is based off user-generated content, or UGC, a content creator like me is exactly the type of user you want. I am generating lots of content for you for free, and populating your otherwise empty platform with stuff basically 24-7. Not me personally 24-7, but people like me 24-7. There's a lot of us out there. You could consider us to be kind of like power users on a platform. We're there to publish. We're there to enrich the platform with content. Why are we doing this? Not because we're doing it for charity. We're doing this because we're trying to build an audience for ourselves. So you can say it's a symbiotic uh, relationship between the platform owner and the content creators. The platform owner wants content. The content creator wants to leverage the platform to grow an audience. Now, there's a lot of Content creators like me are getting very frustrated right now. We're still submitting our content. We're trying to engage with people. We're trying to get people to engage with us. We're trying to generate a buzz on the platform. We're trying to grow it. We want X to succeed so that we can succeed and we all succeed together. But it's frustrating. I think one of the worst product decisions that Twitter made was putting the view counts on posts. Now you can see exactly how badly each individual post is doing. It's just reinforcing that you're putting in this effort, but you're getting no reward. And I really believe at this stage that Elon needs to throw a small content creator as a bone, otherwise we will start to fizzle out on X. That frustration has to lead somewhere, and it may lead to people leaving, and I'm pretty certain that it already hasn't in, in many instances. People aren't just leaving X because of political reasons, because they don't like Elon's politics. I don't care about Elon's politics, um, he's a grown man, he can have his own opinions, I have my own opinions, I agree with him on many things, I disagree with him on some things, but that's neither here nor there. I want, as a professional content curator, I want this to work, I want this relationship to work, and if I'm putting in all this effort in, including you know paying for my, my blue tick, which I don't care about the money, it's a small amount of money, but it shows a degree of commitment, that I've subscribed, that I'm bought into this platform. I want this platform to succeed. But I'm not going to put in all that effort and get no reward. I think there's many other small content creators out there like me. To where it works, if you're a large content creator, if you've got hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe millions, you don't have a problem, you're fine. But if you're like me, you're hovering around 1,000 to 10,000, maybe even up to 20,000, you know, you're just on that threshold where you don't really have a viable, self-sustained community of followers. So you need to draw in new people. You need to grow. And the only way you can grow is to get visibility with people who don't currently follow you. And it seems to me that the only people who are appearing on the for you, for example, uh, which is recommended by the algorithm, are people who already have large followings. So the large accounts are getting larger, but the small accounts are not growing, they're stagnant. And my account is just being completely stagnant now for months. There's no growth. Meanwhile, with basically no presence on Hacker News, I can post just a random small blog. It wasn't even a long blog. It was like, you know, 10, 15 lines long. And there's a discussion forms around that. And I get click-throughs and I get engagement. And that's what content creators want. They want click-throughs. They want engagement. I can get that for free on Hacker News. On X, I'm paying and I'm getting nothing. So the problem is pretty clear. So apart from experimenting with content promotion this week, what else did I do? Um, On my grepper.org website, which is my search engine that I'm building for for fun and no profit. um, I've been doing a lot of work on the back end. So one of the technologies that you use on the back end is Apache Hadoop. It's used for MapReduce uh, in the indexing process when uh, my application is going out and crawling the internet for new content to add to the, the search index on Grepper. It's using uh, Apache Hadoop. So I realized that I was actually using the the Java version of uh, those libraries um, without even knowing, and essentially. Java is basically an interpreted technology, so it's it's fast, but it's not very fast. It's not compiled. It's compiled the bytecode, but it's not compiled to machine code. So anyway, um, I switched to the 64-bit Linux lib, which is the compiled version of that library, and I've definitely seen the performance on index and has improved overall. So if you're listening to this and you're a Hadoop user, definitely use the, the native libraries whenever you can. In terms of media that I'm enjoying, um, I started to read Diaspora by Greg Egan. Um, Greg Egan, for me, is one of the best science fiction writers that's still working today. Um, he is a computer programmer, a mathematician, I believe, by profession. That certainly comes through from his content on his blog and on his X account. He's a very technical guy, quite a brilliant mind, and he bring, he brings that discipline to his, his writing. Um, Diaspora so far has been thoroughly engaging. It's a, it's a book that's quite, quite infamous for being difficult to parse. Um, but I guess because I'm also a computer science nerd, um, it's exactly the kind of content that I'm here for. And, uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. The opening chapters is discussing the, the bird of a, uh, uh, I wouldn't even call it a human, it's a post-human society where people are, you know, uploaded to machines and there's clones of people on various machines spread throughout the universe. It's it's fascinating stuff and it was written, I believe, in the late 1990s. Um, so I definitely recommend it. I'm only a few chapters in at this stage, but so far I'm loving it. I have read more recent work by Greg Egan, so I kind of knew what to expect. But some of his older work, um, there's another book called, uh, Shield's Ladder, uh, is meant to be equally impenetrable. So I'll probably try that one next too. But yeah, so far so good with Diaspora. Um, it's a challenging read. Um, but it's, it's brilliant. Um, apart from that, I'm still enjoying Foundation season two. Um, it's coming to the end of the season now. Uh, so there's been a big revelation in the most recent episode, which was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, I won't give any spoilers, but I will say it is related to AI and human relations with AI and who is exactly the master and who is exactly the slave in that relationship. I'll leave it at that. If I say any more, I will definitely spoil it. So check it out, Foundation. Um, it's I think it's the best science fiction um, on TV at the moment. Um, between that and Silo, uh, I've really enjoyed The stuff that's coming out from Apple TV this year. I think they're killing it with science fiction. Um, So definitely worth checking those shows out. Okay, so I will leave it there, guys. Uh, I need to get back to work. I hope you guys are planning to do something nice this weekend. Take care. Have a good one. And as always, I will speak to you next week. Bye-bye.